And we're back. Hello, 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 guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of No BS with your hosts, Luis and Daniela. Daniela, how are you on this fine afternoon? I'm I'm good. I mean, I feel like the two shows that we're recapping, it's, tell me if I'm reaching, it's like a chore. No, yeah, it, these seasons have definitely ran its course. Um, they could have ended five episodes ago, but... um. We're here to spill the tea, give our opinions, and talk some shit. But um, yeah, in this episode, we're going to be going over another episode of Real Houses of Atlanta and RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying this. It is coming to an end. Hopefully, it doesn't feel like a chore to listen to us. But yeah, let's dive right in. So we're going to start off with Atlanta. So the episode starts off with the ladies at Blaze Steakhouse. As we know, Candy and Todd are opening a steakhouse restaurant, which... The timing of this is not that great because COVID, but I mean, you, the money got the money has to keep coming. So I guess to each their own. Marlo decides it's a great idea to start apologizing for the way she acted in front of Big Frida, which before we continue on, we didn't recap last episode. Go listen to our other episode of the podcast where you guys find out why. Um, but let's briefly go over what happened in the last episode. My take, the takeaway that I got from the episode was I fucked Bolo. I fucked the man who made the pig. I fucked everybody. I can't stop saying that. Um, Kenya can shut the fuck up. I don't know. What did you make of last week's episode? Uh, I was, it was those last, it was that midpoint where, yeah, she was like, I fucked everybody. I was like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for, bitch. And I feel like I'm ra- I rarely say this, but finally, Candy being the voice of reason is the best thing ever because I love that she like brought like Marlo. You put yourself in the middle. Why the fuck do you choose now to want to be Kenya's BFF? Like, were you not the one that was like telling Cynthia like, um, no, you're betraying Nini. You're be- homegirl. What are you doing now? What are you doing? <laughs> no <laughs> sense. No sense whatsoever. So I mean, I loved it. Portia and Kenya, I never want them to make up. I know that sounds super hateful. I just never do. I know some people are like, it's getting old. It's getting tired. But I'm like, no, keep it coming. Make it 10 years long. Right now we're going eight years strong. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, it's been a long time since they've been feuding, since season five when they both came on the scene. And and, and I don't ever see them um, getting along. So you don't have to worry about that. Now that Nini's gone, it definitely became the for like the front runner feud, you know, before I, that's why I understand where people are like, I'm getting so tired of this because finally we're seeing it push the front as opposed to like bef- in the, uh, in the past, it used to be like Nini versus Kenya, Nini versus Portia. The Nini, Nini show, versus, the Nini show. The yeah. Nini show, exactly. So, but I'm like, no, like keep it going. I like it when you guys hate each other. Cause <laughs> you guys I'm here for it. <laughs> but, um, Fast forward to this episode, we see a bunch of apologizing. Portia's not even paying attention to her, so it's all a waste of time. Candy then is confused on Kenya's relationship because Kenya decides that it's a great time. I get it. This is a TV show. But yeah. do these people not realize that, like, you got to keep a steady flow of the episode? Like, they're there to support Todd and Candy's restaurant. So I don't know why yeah. Kenya thought it'd be a great idea to, like, pull them aside and whatever. She starts talking about Mark and Back to what I was originally saying, Kenya is confused as to why Candy is confused as to why Kenya is still in the relationship. And Kenya gives yeah. this whack excuse that, you know, she's still hopeful. There's still room to grow. And in my opinion, there isn't room to grow. He doesn't like you. He never liked you. Um, yeah. What do you make of the relationship? It's it makes you think like, girl, this is why I can't root for you, because 
certain things you do, certain things you say, it makes you see, it makes your story, your life seem bummy. It's like, while I want to root for you, while you make good TV, you're very inauthentic and I just can't get behind that. I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. You're saying he wants to try. You're saying he wants to go to counseling and then later on in the episode, it's like, or next week. He blocked her. He blocks me. Like, I can't believe you. I'm sorry. Yeah. And last season he was like, fucking, he was mic'd up and he didn't fucking care. And he was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, he does not give a fuck about you. And I want you to love yourself and get out of this relationship. Yeah, a blind man could see that this is not a healthy relationship. This needs to end. Um, But back to the table, Marlo keeps apologizing to her, wasting her time. And then Shamia brings up that the fact that she got surgery. She got lipo. She asks her, so when did you get lipo? Because we know that you were laying in bed all day because your back was hurting. And she's like, well, yeah, I was laying in bed because my my children um, backed on my, jumped on my back. And they're like, but we heard from someone that has the same doctor as you that you got surgery before the trip. So it's just this going back and forth. Let me just break it down. Do you believe Shamia or do you believe Marlo? Be it's honest. lipo. I'm like, girl, if you got lipo, just say you got lipo. You're so honest about everything else. You're so honest about how you fuck men for shoes. Like, <laughs> oh. you got lipo. I don't know. I believe Shamia. Not because it's like, oh, I'm anti-Marlo now that she's friends with Kenya, but it's like, I don't know. It just adds up. Do you get me? It like, seems a little fishy, but I guess we'll have to wait for the reunion to where I feel like someone's going to pull out receipts. We'll see. We then get like a little flashback of the ladies of Candy and Marlo in a bus in South Carolina. Um, basically, Candy is asked by Marlo, do you know who it was? Like, who do you think it was? And then we hear Candy say, well, I know who it was. So at this point, I'm just going to come out and say it. I, I believe Kenya, not Kenya. <laughs> me putting it out there i do believe portia fucked bolo it is what it is hopefully she doesn't get exposed or i don't know like i mean good i would have fucked the stripper too i'm <laughs> on a break for my fiance my again my only thing was that they were shaming like you had sex with the stripper like like you had sex with a help or something like why are you being so yeah it was i don't like, i still to this day don't get their logic their reasoning but um i do believe as a portia fan that she funked him and I hope she enjoyed it. Um, moving on. The last thing I want to talk about in this scene is the fact that Marla does the same thing she did in New Orleans where she talks to a third party and she's like, why do you think this is happening? Why do you think our friendship isn't working? Why do you, when she asks one of uh, Candy's aunts for advice? Yeah. And to me, I don't think this is appropriate. Like, one, I don't think it's the right place. And second, why do you have to beat around the bush? We all know who the fuck you're referring to. We all know who you're talking about. Address her. Like, I don't know. What did you make of her trying to like, I guess, trying to repair their friendship? I think right right now, she's like, she's like a chicken. She's trying to scramble, like, for, <laughs> like, she's like, she's like, why, why do you think, like, like, as if, like, as if Candy didn't have a reason last week when she was like, no, you're the one who willingly put yourself in the middle of this, like, and girl, like, you made your bed, now you have to lie in it. Exactly. And now I feel like she, she's trying to scramble, and she's like, well, why do you think our friendship is like this? Why do you think when, <clears throat> She hated when people were like saying that she was Nini's mouthpiece or something because she was refusing to be friends with Kenny again. And I'm like, but now Nini's gone and all of a sudden you're free to be friends with Kenya. So like, just tell the truth. Like you've always wanted to be friends with Kenya. You've always like, I don't know. I just, I don't know what to think. I'm like, Marlo, I like you. You're my favorite Aquarius queen. You're the only Aquarius I acknowledge on this franchise in this city. 
shout out to Kenya. Um, but like, it's hard to root for you, Kenya, Marlo. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. You look bad in front of Luis, Marlo. <laughs> Another reason why I don't care for her is that she goes with the wind. Like the wind blows right. She goes with this friend. The wind goes left. She'll go with this friend. Like she just doesn't come across as genuine and I'm not here for it. And the next scene, we see Drew working out and she's basically stretching out her foot because as we know, she hurt her Achilles. That's yeah. the thing, right? And she's trying to, you know, get back into the groove. Um, and we see her talking about what I think, I don't know if I believe, she talks about her baby blessing or lack thereof because <laughs> apparently Latoya is fucking the pastor, the prophet. I'm sorry. So apparently she's messing with the prophet and there's this whole behind the scenes drama, I guess, that Latoya is being inappropriate with the prophet and Drew doesn't feel like it's appropriate and that's why she's no longer having him bless the baby when Drew and her husband were talking about it what did you make of it because they talk about it later but in this scene what did you think about it I was like I'm so confused right now like okay so you don't want to have him bless the baby because he but Latoya or he I don't know immediately when she said you know, a prophet is someone who they say God speaks to me. I was like, phony. <laughs> exactly right there, phony. I'm oh, sorry. No. Anyone who says any, and I'm not trying to bash anyone's beliefs or anything, but anyone who tries to turn, like, to make a coin by saying that God is speaking to them is a phony. I am sorry, but like, no. It's very, yeah, it's very much very suspicious much activity, suspicious, inauthentic, phony. So, yeah, it's it's kind of hard like, to like see what they're saying. And then I was also just a little, because I love Drew, but I was side-eyeing her because I was like, why does it seem like you're, you're it seems like you're trying to do the, the, the prophet a favor by not having him bless your baby, but in like your undertone, it seems like you're, you don't really care that he F Latoya, you care that Latoya F'd him. So... In her defense, I feel like her logic is she feels like the difference. Because I know a lot of fans on Twitter were saying, well, I don't understand why she's sticking up for Porsche when she yeah. fucked the stripper, but she's mad at Latoya. And I feel like, well, her logic, which she explained, her reasoning was, well, he has a daughter and he has a fiance and she's True. still legally married to her man. So it's there's different like things going on. So True. I guess that's her reasoning. But like you said, it does come across as phony. It's like she's trying to expose her and I don't know how to feel about it because i love her we then see cynthia and porsche's pop-up shop it's for a black owned business and they're trying to help them out because one i feel like most people don't support black businesses but also at a time like covid it's harder for them to be promoted to get any sort of business so shout out to porsche and cynthia we love that for you guys um it's all lovey-dovey in the beginning because you know support business and then two seconds in the scene we see drew telling candy and telling cynthia about the baby blessing and like I, i have to you know Keep the same energy, just like I don't think it was appropriate for Marlo to try to apologize and talk shit to Portia at Candy's dinner. So, yeah, I don't think it was the right time and place for Drew to talk about the baby blessing. It was obvious that Drew was out for Latoya. She's out to get her. Um, and Candy's yeah. not really buying it. What did you make of her going around telling the ladies? Yeah, it was very, like, suspi- like suspicious. I was just like, mm, you have a hidden agenda here. I think, obviously, rightfully so, she's been gunning for Latoya ever since the the wig comment came like without any provoking. So I don't know. I'm happy she's coming for Latoya, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, you need to go about it the right way because these women are like the moral police, like, or the hypocrite police because exactly. like, they can fucking do whatever the fuck they want, but you can't do whatever the fuck you want unless you've been here five years. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's it's a whole it's a whole another thing. But um, they continue this conversation when they go to the Bailey Wine Cellar after selling all their amazing products. We see them at the wine cellar and they're just drinking up their little wine, which I like how Drew pointed out, or I think it was Shamia pointed out, Latoya's drinking. She's like, oh, you're drinking again, which I mean, is a fair question because as we know, Latoya was in her four week, six week program where she was going to, you know, stop drinking. But hey, to each their own. So Drew questions Latoya. She confronts her and she asks her all these questions like, what's happening? Are you mad that I find out? Like, what's the tea? And I'm sorry, Latoya, she did not make herself look innocent because all she ever did was ask questions. She didn't respond to her questions. She responded yeah. with more questions. She didn't give any definitive answer. She was like, I wrote down some of the things she said. She said, I'm not entertaining her. What are you talking about? Is the prophet the only one from Texas? What does this have to do with me? Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, it's just this whole nonsense. I herself seem very guilty. And then on top of that, Drew's doubling down and she calls her a Delilah. She says, you came in here with the energy of that of Delilah. And you're just, you're not, you're fucking up with, you're fucking up my daughter's baby blessing. You're fucking with my family, with my church people. This is not okay. And I had to point out that Cynthia made this comment, like, it's not that hard. She should just find another find another pastor find another prophet and it'll be okay and i wanted to just jump through the screen and say bitch just like you could have easily not had a pandemic wedding and waited another day chose another day like girl sit back shut up and hush like this is one of the reasons why i don't care for cynthia like she doesn't say a lot of things that hold substance in my opinion she's a flip-flop i would be happy if cynthia didn't come back but that's besides the point what did you think of this bigger confrontation that they had i felt like okay People were like, and then obviously you hear the conversation later on at Kenya's where it's like, oh, Drew's trying to come off as this like holier than thou Christian. She's trying to seem like she's better than you when we all know what she was doing on the coffee table for Bolo or something. And I was like, okay, okay. There's a difference between being sexually liberated. Of course, Latoya can F whoever the hell she wants because she's in the middle of a separation. And if her man's getting her his kick somewhere else too, to each their own, okay? The only thing that bothers Drew is now it's affecting her community, the people that she loves, because now it's affecting how she does business, I want to say. On the other hand, yes, it does. It is like, okay, Drew, you are coming off a little bit like, like those judgmental Christians that you see and people like talk about where it's like, oh, you're being kind of hypocritical right now. But I mean... Latoya is not making it easy by being like, oh, who's the prophet? Is the prophet the only one from Texas? <laughs> oh, is, um, um, let me go to pastor.com or prophet.com. And or find another one. Like, it just, one. It's, like, it's beating her on the bush. And like you said, yeah. she can fuck whoever she wants. If I'm ever Atlanta, she can fuck me. Hey, I don't mind. Uh, it's just a matter of the way she goes about it. Like, if he does have a fiance, if he does have a child, like, be exactly. smart about it but i mean i feel like I'm, the truth will come will come out exactly and obviously she's not the only one to blame the uh prophet over there too homeboy has a lot to answer to obviously latoya's not it's not a one person show she's not the only one doing that thing someone <laughs> else is also part of it yeah which let's just so. dive right into the scene where they talk about him um so we see a couple of ladies gather at more manor swamp manor whatever you want to call no it food. and she doesn't i want to point out she doesn't have any food so marla has to go ahead and uber eat some food which i'm sorry kenya is not a good friend how are you gonna invite a bunch of ladies she's not a good host i'm sorry she tries to say that she is she's not she she tries to bring up i hosted greece last year 
no one cares, bitch. Even then, it wasn't that good. Like, the <laughs> girls planned for themselves. I'm like, where the cats were trying to jump on the table and eat the food? Like, exactly. no, get it together. But um, they're invited over to her house to basically see her boob reveal. As we know, she got a breast reduction. And <laughs> Cynthia... I don't know how it came up, but she's like, I've never been motorboated. And then we see Latoya dive in and just Cynthia makes me laugh because she, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. She's a funny character. She just, I think Kenya said it best. She tries to come off as innocent, but it's like, was my kill not boning you on camera? Like, Like, girl, you are not that innocent. Oh, no. But, but I mean, this is another example of Kenya throwing shade at Cynthia in the confessionals. I'm like, and not even fun shade. Like, it's like, ooh, you're really digging at your yeah, friend. Yeah, you now. basically called her a free co, which we know how much you love to call others that, even though people free call co. you that and you get upset. But, um, yeah, <laughs> they talk about the prophet and Latoya's relationship with him and she ends up facetiming him and he's on camera and he's like no he was pulling a fucking what's his name the president i did not have sexual relations with that woman like he was denying him he was saying that it doesn't it never happened that he's only with her for her spiritual spiritual journey and he denies 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 and my thing is of course he's gonna deny it he's not gonna tell the truth and i believe they have seen each other maybe fucked once or twice i mean Drew yeah. went ahead and said, why did your mom think that you were with him? Why did you get a hotel for him? Why did you like all these things that are happening? And she's just deflecting. That what are, are your final thoughts on that scene? I think, okay, well, I don't agree with Drew with the whole wording. I think you're preying on the prophet. No, I think if anything, this is a mutually beneficial relationship. They're both preying on each other. <laughs> um, but I also, this is where I was confused. They were talking about the reason Drew is so emotional about it and so up in arms about it is because the assistant, Danny, is involved as well. So the way I took it was, okay, you guys are saying that Danny got emotional over you guys boning. Do Danny and the prophet have something going on? I was going to say, I didn't want to assume anything, but the way, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, the way they came about, the way they went about it, it kind of came across as if they're he's either bi and the other man is gay, or or he doesn't and he doesn't want people to know. It was yeah, it was just this weird situation where they were like beating around the bush, where they were like, yeah, um, the assistant is very messy. He was yeah. jealous. He he's this, and it's like, wait, what? This is where I say that he it's phony. Anyone who's trying to turn preaching into a prophet and. Uh, uh, excuse my pun or whatever, like trying to turn a fucking coin just to preach to people. No, like this guy, Latoya, you're not the only person he's preying on. Danny, Drew's assistant, is not the only person. How many more in his congregation is he fucking <laughs> taking to a hotel room for the night? He is giving like, Jamal a run for his money. Yes, I was just, I was gonna say that. He's giving Jamal Bryant a run for his money. They probably run in the same circles. Oh no, but um, yeah, the episode ends with them basically calling Drew, like they are not a fan of Drew. And the funny thing is, I mentioned to my sister was whenever we see Drew and Cynthia on camera and Drew is shading Kenya, Cynthia is quick to be like, okay, girl, girl, no, she she shuts it down. But whenever we see Kenya and Cynthia get together and Cynthia just sits there, she just sits there while Kenya goes in on Drew and I'm sorry. I need to tweet her. I don't DM Drew, but I I just want to be like, girl, 
Cynthia is not your friend. She never defends you. Hopefully they address it at the reunion. I doubt it's going to happen, but this relationship is very one-sided and that's how I see it. Yeah. Like, Cynthia is happy to sit around with people who are talking shit about you. So, whatever. To each their own. Messy, messy, messy. So the episode ends there and we see a trailer for the next episode, which is we see Josiah meeting his biological father. Do we think he's going to show up? No. Oh, that's so sad to say, but I honestly don't think he's going to show up. We then see Kenya crying about how Mark blocked her. And I don't know if I don't know if I want to say that I'm sad about that. Um, We're moving on. (laughs) We see that they're having a gift exchange slash secret Santa type thing. And it's just it's going to get it's going to be dramatic. We see Latoya throwing a wig. We see Drew wanting to fight her. And that wraps up season 13 after next week. And then we have a reunion final thoughts on this episode final thoughts on the trailer what's gonna happen i mean the trailer it's gonna be a sad season finale party we're used to big finale parties but it's gonna be a little sad one a little secret santa at lake bailey or it was lake bailey right it looked like yeah um i just need the season to be over i want the reunion i want the reunion now because i want andy to call kenya out on being um anti black lives matter i want her i want him to call her out on slut shaming i want him to call out kenya for being a bad friend to cynthia i want him to bring out marlo and latoya shamia like all of that i'm just ready honestly you forgot the culture appropriating costume like there's just so many things on kenya and if they don't call her out i'm gonna be upset but um portia also has a little skeleton in her closet called bolo so hopefully they address that and yeah this, this has been a wild ride, but that wraps up Atlanta for this week. Um, moving on to RuPaul's Drag Race this season. Speaking of long and episode fucking 75. episode 129, we have RuPaul's Drag Race. So the episode starts off with a lady's crying about how Olivia is gone, which it was her time to go. It was four episodes ago. It was her time to go. Like she was giving us nothing besides her baby voice. And I'm not here for that, but... um. After crying, they talk. They start talking about their wins. And as we know, the track record is Candy's won once, Gamic has two, Rosé has three, and Simone has four. Before we wrap up, before we wrap up, I'm ready to leave. Before we even started, before we go in, I'm going to have to say by the end of the episode, I'm Team Simone and Team Rosé. Like, Gamic. Gamic. I'm drunk. Oh I'm tired. I've been filming for 20 hours. No, I'm definitely Team yes. Simone and Gamic. Um yeah who do you who do you who are you rooting for specifically Simone like I'm sorry Rue you called her a star and you're not gonna fucking crown her like no I'm team Simone all the way I've been team Simone since she came out in um that fucking do-rag look like a star a fucking star we see this week's maxi challenge is to sing and dance to RuPaul's newest hit single Lucky we see them have a conversation with Rue and Michelle. There's a lot of talking in this episode. I feel like since there's only a little bit of queens, they were like, fuck, we need to, we need to fill up the time. We need to just, you know, yeah, talk, around, no talk, mini, talk, talk. There's no mini challenge. Exactly. So <laughs> we see them just talking about their lyrics. And Simone says that because she can't sing, she's going to try to make it funny in camp. Rose says she's going to rap. Apparently she's been rapping. She started rapping at the beginning of quarantine, which I'm like, I don't buy. Who were you like? No, no one was paying you. Who for was you. paying you, girl? Yeah, it was, call it a cameo and move on. And then we see Got Mick say that she's going to be trying to be happy, positive, and inspirational. After that, we see their one-on-one conversations with Drew and Michelle. And first up is Got Mick. We see them talk about, you know, going to Catholic school, her transition, and how how well she did in the competition. And RuPaul says that she's charmed. I, 
charmed by her and really impressed. Um, what did you make of their conversation? It was very like lighthearted. Gottmik is super charismatic and super, um, you could just tell that they love Gottmik. I love Gottmik. Rooting for Gottmik as well, but Nazareth is Simone. I enjoyed Gottmik's and Simone's the most, but. Yeah, you can tell that. I don't call me shady, but I feel like Rue was trying to do a little bit of uh, damage control because, as I've mentioned in the past, Rue has made some transphobic comments. So maybe he's like, I had to do some damage control and say that I love her in her transition. But I mean, I don't want to sound negative by saying that, but I have to wonder. I have to, you know, think about that. But um, we yeah. then see Rosé and Rosé talks about her journey as a theater kid. Um, She says that her parents love her drag. Drag definitely has freed her, unlike Broadway, because she felt really you know, stuck in a box as far as Broadway goes. And her dream, her ultimate dream is to have her group, Stephanie's Child, on the radio, which I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I mean, we wish you the best of luck. But uh, what do you think, what do you think Rosé's chances are of winning? And what did you make of that conversation? Rosé has a better chance of winning than Candy. I think Candy's been really optimistic. And I'm like, let's be realistic right now. Um, Candy, oh. only on here for camera time. I hate to say that Candy fans are gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" No, I'm sorry. What the fuck are you talking about, you first time watcher? Um, <laughs> I think Rosé's was also Rosé's interview. Just I don't know how to explain it. It gave me just basic interview. Like I'm interviewing for a job. You know what? Got Mick. You know what like, the funny thing was? Um, I saw memes going around Twitter being like all the different things that Rue said to them and to hers, like the text was the caption was, Thank you for participating. Like it wasn't the the energy, it didn't give us anything. And like, yeah, I mean, yeah. here's a little tea. Apparently they filmed the reunion and finale just last night. So somewhere out there, somebody knows who won. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see who if she has a chance. We next see Candy. And Candy talks about how she grew up, you know, where she comes from. Yeah. They go, they talk about her pocket look for a while. And I'm like, why is this necessary? Um, and she basically ends it by saying that her attitude has definitely changed and she's grown over the couple weeks she's been there, which wah, wah, I don't know if we believe that, but uh I was like, you only grew after like you I was like, I'm sorry, you were so rude to everybody like two episodes ago. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Last but not least, Simone. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I cried. Um, Simone talks about her transition from Arkansas to LA with her amazing house of Avalon. She talks about how her shyness and you know, kind of her insecurities is what's stopping yeah. her from being the true diva and star that she is. And she says that because of the competition and because of Rue, she's finally been able to see what they see and she's finally breaking free of her shyness and insecurities. Um Honestly, this is probably my favorite conversation besides Mick. Yeah. Like, it was really heartfelt, and it it makes me happy seeing other people happy in that light, in that form. I don't know. I just, you root for the person that is there. Like, you can just tell that this is, they deserve it, you know? Simone had me fucking crying. I was, like, fucking crying the entire episode. <laughs> like, I would stop, and then the fucking next part came on where she made me cry and I was like I just fucking stopped why are you making me cry yeah she's definitely you know she's that bitch she has a heart of gold and I'm rooting for Simone Simone we're rooting for you we then see the ladies getting ready in the workroom and they talk about their first impressions they say that Rosé was shy at first she was bland and quiet Candy was loud and 
I was like, where? Maybe because they didn't see her confessionals, but Rose always came across as cocky and arrogant. I don't know what yeah. shy girl they were talking about. I mean, yeah, they probably, I was like, mm, but I feel like I'm the same way. Like, I am a bitch, but to other people, I'm like, I'm just shy. You're like, <laughs> it takes some time to get comfortable. Then I'll be a bitch to you. Um, exactly. <laughs> They then performed their verses to the song Lucky. I wrote down that mix was honestly one of my favorites. It was pop. It was was outgoing. I loved it. The message, it made sense. And it was very Got Mick. Like, it was hers. Yeah. It was hers. I love love the blue on Got Mick. It was just fabulous. It was great. Um, Candies, I'm no surprise. I did not like it. Honestly, I find it very cringe. I mean, for just an example, she rhymed back with back and then track. Like, it wasn't anything special. Like, what was that? Candies and then the judges' comments, I was just like, yeah, you guys are all just being positive. because. But I was like, if this was any other week, you guys would have ripped Candy to Most shred. definitely. This was very, this is the last episode, so we got to be nice exactly. to everyone. I mean, it was a difference from the very first time we saw them uh, perform. Uh, their verse that first week um, where I could actually understand what Candy was saying this time but I mean I I this is just the anti-Candy in me that I'm just like very much fourth place like <laughs> let's just move it on just I mean her fourth place. you never know listen when it comes to lip syncing for the crown people pull out stunts reveals and you never let's- know with if she pulls out a good last lip sync, she might win this. I'm telling you, you never know. Okay, but she actually has to know how to lip sync. Okay. Oh, well, there it is. I'm sorry. You saw it. I mean, I'm going to make this comment. Like, I'll wait till I make my comment. <laughs> Moving on to Rose, I wrote that she killed it. I like the rhythm, the lyrics. It was catchy. And she actually sounded really good. Like, I know she, you know, proclaims to be the singer of Drag Race. But in this verse, like, I actually, I liked how she what? sounded. <laughs> Any comments on her? No, no, no. Very forgettable. You said it was oh, good. Oh, yeah, there it okay, is. But... Next, we have Simone. Honestly, this was one of my. Oh, it was just. It wasn't it. It was all. Really? It was all right. It was honestly oh. hard to understand her. It was very meh energy. Like, yes, you. Well, see, so move, I'm talking about the judges' comments. Do your two steps. Like, no. The judges' comments were just gonna be like positive, positive, positive. They weren't gonna point out any negative. Yeah, so we get to the judging, and category is drag excellence. Got May comes out in this black polka dot dress. It was black and white, and her makeup was very unique. I liked how she did the the big circles on her face, where like part of it was you know the, polka the dot. color of her skin, and then the other was in black and white. It was very creative and artistic. Candy, candy, candy comes out in this. I what I call this short dress color block dress. Um, she like referred to it as chic and flirty. Um, people were saying that she actually borrowed wig, uh, borrowed got mixed wig from episode three, which you know I think is interesting, but um, it is what it is. Rose comes out in this tartan gown and a red red wig. Like I don't know how else to talk. Like it was a, it was an all right look. It, I don't think it was the best she could have worn. Yeah, I liked candies more than Rose's. Really? Yeah, I thought candy looked really good. well maybe because you had just seen her in that pocket look last week so you you know it was a good contrast i mean it is what it is and last but not least we have simone 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 the minute she turns that corner onto the runway we're gooped we just we know what's going to be excellence um she comes out in this purple gown with humongous sleeves and she's just taking her time and i like how she pointed out that you know people um 
black people are often judged because of the way they do their hair and she said you know what fuck y'all i'm gonna come out in some cornrows and i'm gonna look excellent and she did um look after look after look from simone i just simone 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 this is no longer rupaul's drag race this is simone's drag race like i'm telling you if simone does not win i'm gonna fucking cry well this is now you're finally gonna get to feel what i have felt so many years i never i never hate tweet anybody but if candy muse wins i'm going to hate tweet her I'm not joking. The silence. I don't know what to say to that. Oh, no. I don't hate tweet people. I hate doing that. Like, I think that's dumb. I never at people like, Cheryl, throw a little subtweet, but I will be like, Candy Muse. Hey, Candy Muse, you did not deserve to win. Rose, you did not deserve to win. Well, let's wait in two weeks from now when we find out if she has to tweet something out. But um, <laughs> so then they have the traditional, what would you tell to your young self? Does that make any sense? Um, yeah. They pull out pictures of themselves as when they were babies and just a general statement they were all super sweet super emotional like this is another tearjerker moment where you're like oh my god these people are actually humans they're not just bitches on reality tv shows what did you make of their little messages to themselves simone just fucking made me bawl my eyes out like the minute simone's voice cracked i was sobbing (laughs) and i was like wow wow like I was crying and got me, got me a little teary-eyed, but Simone's brought them all out. I just, and then I was like looking at the judges and Rue, there's times where I'm just like, oh my God, Rue, like give me something. But Rue, I was like, is Rue's like mask like coming off right now? Because Rue was like, like not brokenhearted. What's like a You're word? like emotions. She has yeah, them. Emotion, exactly. Yes. Emotional. So I was like, oh my God, RuPaul, like. Even more, now, I'm even more emotional. Yeah, I do. I have to be the bear of bad news. When she was talking to Got Mick, I pointed out to my sister that at one point she was like, You talked about your parents. And then she was talking like this. But then you talked about your family. And then she was like, Are you sad? Are you happy? Like, is this the Academy Award goes to Rue? Like, <laughs> I had to question her, her emotions, but you know, it is what it is. They then have to lip sync one last time, which, side note, got Mick and Rosé never had to lip sync. How interesting. They were never in the bottom. They are given the entire stage to perform because they're going to be individually lip syncing. The song that they lip sync to is by Winnie Houston, and it's I Learned From The Best. What did you make of every single one of their lip syncs? Who gave you what you needed? Not to sound redundant, Simone. Like, it's Simone. Mm-hmm. I retract that. <laughs> no, I was gonna say Simone. Like, I hate to keep saying, it, but Simone really is that bitch. Like, she was just like Winnie Houston was on stage. Her spirit was there. Like, just okay. She's putting on a show without making a whole fucking act about it. Do you get I me? Mean? Like, obviously, she wasn't giving us Candy Muse kicking it, and jumping. And <laughs> I'm telling you, Candy does, did not know the words. Maybe she's not opening her mouth like big. Like that sounds so terrible. She's not like. <laughs> You, I know I don't enunciate. I know I need to work on my diction. But I think Candy also, like, when she's lip singing, I don't know if she knows the words. Because her mouth is not matching up. Like, it seems like she's mumbling. And bitch, I know I'm in my car sometimes, and I'm lip singing to a song, and I don't know the fucking words, but I still try to lip sync to the fucking song. (laughs) And you know that you don't know it. And I feel like that's what I get from Candy. 
So I don't know. Is that just me and Mary Jane? No, I think that's been a reoccurring storyline throughout oh, the season. It? Yeah, it's the funny thing is the finale oh, is lip sync for the crown. So we're gonna have to see if she really knows so the lip sync. She gonna pull out all this stuff. She needs to work on fucking knowing the words. Oh, God. Overall, it was a great way to end the season. And Rue breaks news to them and says, we are going to have a final four, which I don't know why they were so gooped and gagged. Like since season nine, they've had a final four. So what? That's 10, 11, 12, 13. That's four seasons already. Yeah. Like, like they're, they're like, is someone going to go home? Are two people going to go home? And I was like. Yeah, since okay. season nine, they did that where it's like uh, uh-huh. where people are going to it's like two against two and then one against one and we kind of winner. But um, before that, it was like a final three and then they just decided the winner. So um, I guess we'll see in two weeks if Candy can pull out the stops or I'm telling you, you have not seen a finale. So you I feel like they're going to pull out the stunts, pull out the reveals, pull out the gags and maybe she'll even give us a live performance. <laughs> oh, um. But yeah, next week we have the reunion. Unfortunately, it is going to be done virtually, so over Zoom. But um, who are you most excited to see? We haven't seen some of these ladies in weeks. You're like, no one. Denali. Oh, Denali. <laughs> no one. Denali. I just want my queen back. Denali, season seven of All Stars is waiting for you. But um, I read somewhere that allegedly All Stars season six is not coming till fucking May. So late may i mean we have to we might have to wait a couple weeks but uh we are getting rupaul's drag race down under so you know stay tuned check that out we might review it probably not because you know we need a little breather from drag race but um that wraps up this episode of reality recaps hopefully you guys are still listening right now hopefully you guys are following us on our social media daniela yeah we're so sorry that we did not have one out last week you know again tune into our friday episode to find out why super fucking dramatic super fucking <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like the clickbait youtube videos you're like super dramatic crying live footage live evidence why did we why did we skip last week just i know on friday's episode it's super fucking sad like it's crazy um i'm like tired i'm drunk right now you ever get so tired that you're just like oh. i'm always tired um so thank you for tuning in we appreciate it Love Follow you guys. At no BS pod. Follow us. Thank you. Keep supporting. Keep listening. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye.